Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. So glad you're here. Today is Monday. It's the final day of September 2019. <laughs> Had to make up the year there for a second. And uh, I'm super excited to welcome Adam Gennady to the show, who uh, will talk about a book that he wrote that I have kind of passed out like party favors to friends over the years. But right now I want to talk about his newest book. It's a novel called This is the End of Something, But It's Not the End of You uh, on Pioneers Press. And Adam, I'm really excited to have you here. Thanks for taking some time to talk to me. Yeah, thank you. So I just doing a, the smallest amount of detective work that involves having followed your work for several years and knowing something about Pioneers Press and then reading this novel, it, it feels to me... Uh, in this way only, kind of Kerouac-y, which is that I feel like we could go through and replace the names of a lot of these characters with the names of actual people who exist in the world, and the story would maybe still match. Is that a, a fair assessment on my part? Is it kind of a fictionalized account of at least some things that actually happen in your life? Well, it's kind of a dangerous place to go as far as, for me to say, this is fiction and this is nonfiction. I feel like for the reader, it kind of takes away from from their enjoyment of it, once you start delineating out at this out and saying this is real, this is not real, I feel like it kind of breaks the story. So I usually give a blanket statement and say that it is fiction. But if you were to look at my life or to read, to read Wikipedia or whatever, it's pretty obvious that it's following some path that I have taken through the world. I love the concept. I, just uh, to speak personally for a second, one of the difficulties, uh, people over the years, because I, uh, not unlike you, have had a life that is, uh, I don't know, kind of, I guess, not, not normal, not usual, and certainly not expected by me or anyone else. And folks have often said, well, you should write about it. And to me, part of the challenge of writing about your real experiences as real experiences is that, first of all, most of the people I know are still alive. And then that would be an issue. And then Second of all, I sometimes it feels a little tough to put those things on paper as things that really happened to me, where if I could take some liberties or like weave some experiences I've had into somebody else's narrative, I feel like it might it might free me from some of that pressure. I don't know if any of that resonates with you at all. I don't I feel like I don't really have the obligation to to tell a true story or to tell a certain story. For me, writing fiction, I take things from my life and I take things from the, from my imagination and I kind of blend them together and I really don't care about where that lands at the end of it. I try to be fair with people who are real and I try to be discreet, but I don't really see any obligation beyond that. I just take from where I can and I enjoy that part of it. I enjoy the freedom of being able to, to pull from my imagination. And I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to write memoir. It scares the hell out of me. I, and I don't think anyone that I know would like me to write memoir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's exactly the issue that I was referencing. Forgetting now all of that stuff and just talking about this book as a book. Um, right from the very first chapter, I think when I read the first chapter, I posted a photo holding this book on Instagram that said, you know. Adam, why didn't you tell me this first chapter was going to punch me right in the stomach? I think for a lot of people who grew up as, you know, teenage, preteen and teenage misfits or, you know, in with a maybe a very small uh, group of people who were not like most of the people in their school systems, 
that can be an incredibly lonely and isolating time, especially if you don't really understand why it is that you are so different. I mean, not like what factual things make me different from these people, but why everyone else, why that matters to everyone so much. And I thought this book did a really beautiful kind of introduction to that way of thinking right in the beginning, because it starts off when the character, the, the main character is quite young. It just, uh, it really, really struck me and brought up, you know, just a lot of emotions from 30 or more years ago. And I, I thought it was just really exquisitely crafted right from the jump. That's not really a question. That's just me praising you, I guess. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, it, that's something that I've always kind of wanted somebody to tell me as a kid that, you know, things are going to get hard. Things are going to suck. Middle school is going to be rough. You might get depressed. You might find anxiety is a, a big part of your life. No one ever told me that. And I feel like kids kind of go into life without the proper tools they need and the proper weapons. And not that this book really does that a job of that or tells kids, you know, hey, you're going you're gonna to deal with this. But in, in maybe in a personal way, it does a bit of that. I've, I've always kind of wanted to, like, put out that warning light to people. Like, hey, you know, you're 12 and your life's about to really get harder. Because it did for me, and that's what, that's what that section is about. And then there was a, a follow-up to that in in the novel that was surprising because the character in the novel kind of goes from that place of, you know, man, every one of these days is just a slog and I'm incredibly isolated to a, a moment, you know, partly from moving away from that old friend group and things like that, but a, a moment where the things maybe that were isolating at a slightly younger age suddenly allow you entry into a world where there are other people like you. And it, it it was this really beautiful transformation that in the book was just kind of presented as like, and then one day it gets better, which I, I, I don't know, felt it felt uplifting to me in almost a, a surprising way, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was, that was a very strong moment for me taking myself outside of the story like in in real life there was there's a point when everything kind of just clicked and it does it's not going to click for everybody or in the same way but there you you will have those moments where everything slides into place and there's a bit of relief or like a you start to ascend to a different thing and that's I, i know what you're talking about in that section of the book that's exactly what was going on in the story and in my in my own life can you talk about the idea of geography as it re- and like changing geography as it relates to figuring out who we are? Because the main character in this book does uh, use this kind of geographical therapy. And I've heard people like I've, I heard Mark Marin once say the problem with therapy by geography is that wherever you go, you take yourself with you. But I also think there is validity to changing the circumstances around you. You don't have to slog through the same conditions all the time if going somewhere else would, in fact, be better. Uh, I'd love to hear your your thoughts about that, because it certainly feels pretty central to this novel. It's definitely central to the novel. I've, uh, one of the themes of the book is kind of like, a, and to a lot of the things that I've written in the past, is sort of movement as medicine or finding, yeah, finding medicine and and going to another place. And I've also realized that you're not going to fix your problems by moving to a different city or a different state. There you do. Yeah. You do carry them with you, but at the same time, circumstances change. And sometimes that can be the best thing for you, whether that's getting out of a bad relationship or leaving a job, you're still carrying your own bigger problems with you, but you're also 
going through and hacking out some of the vines that were holding you down before, even in very small situational ways. Which I think can be extremely difficult. Like, it can be extremely difficult even to see that those things exist, let alone to start hacking through the vines. I think often we get wrapped up in them almost without even realizing it. Oh, yeah. I think most of us don't realize what our problems are. And that's why I guess why people go to therapy. Not everybody can afford that. And I know I can't. Adam, we're uh, just about out of time for today, but I want to continue this conversation tomorrow and also talk about another book of yours that's very important to me. When is this book available to the general public? It'll be out Valentine's Day, 2020. Fabulous. It's on Pioneers Press. It's called This is the End of Something, but it's not the end of you. That's Adam Gennady. Adam, how can people find more out about your work and uh, get in touch with you, follow you on social media, that kind of thing, if they'd like to? Uh, it's just Adam Gennady. Uh, I'm, I think I'm the only one out there. <laughs> so it's pretty easy to find me on wherever I'm at. So they uh, can Google it or just search it on Instagram. Instagram is the one I use the most. I don't really care much about social media stuff, but that's at least sort of fun. You can find this show at abriefchat.com, where you can also become a member, thanks to DJ, who uh, became a member recently. Very much appreciated. You can find me on social media as well, and all those links are also at abriefchat.com. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs>